Welcome to the Trade Portal, a C2C trade show. I am your host and gatekeeper, Todd Foster. You can find me at Twitter at FF underscore Banterman. You can also follow the show at C2C Trade Portal over on Twitter. You can also use at C2C Trade Portal over on YouTube to be able to follow us on there for all of our recordings. Um, however, uh, if you are also looking for this on podcasts, you can find it over at Apple Now, Amazon, Spotify, pretty much anywhere you'd find your podcast. So finally got that up and running. Very excited about it. Um, super thrilled with all the positive feedback I've been getting. Really, really, really appreciate it, everybody. Uh, I want to hear from you. I want to hear what you want to see from the show. I want to hear about your questions about you know trading C2C. It might inspire me to come up with a whole show centered around that question. But uh, I'm loving it, and it's a lot of fun. Uh, so tonight, I'm actually re-recording uh, the first episode I did. Uh, it's the one where you were trading for Caleb Williams because I had some issues with StreamYard where I didn't understand what I was doing, and the recording didn't save. So um, hopefully this goes better than the first time. So anyways, um, let's get into it. So let's get a little background on Caleb Williams. So Caleb Williams, he's six foot one, a 220-pound QB. Uh, he's a five-star recruit. Number two in his class uh, actually was behind the much-hyped Quinn Ewers back in the day. Um, back in the day, as if that was a long time ago. Um, so he started Oklahoma, but then he followed, very smartly followed, Lincoln Riley to USC. Um because Lincoln Riley is the QB whisperer, and all he does is just put QBs in the NFL draft. Uh, so 24-7 sports projected him uh, as a first-round draft pick coming out of high school, and his pro comp was Dak Prescott. At the time, that was probably, like, a pretty good uh, comparison. Uh, my pro comp actually would probably be, like, Pat Mahomes. And I'm not saying he's Pat Mahomes. He's just able to improvise and throw with the velocity at different angles with the ball and just like understands coverages in the fields of the game and the athleticism there. He's just got, he's just the complete package, you know? So as a prospect, he, his game just reminds me a lot more of Pat Mahomes. So let's get into his college production. So if you're watching this on YouTube, you can see that I put down eight and a half starts as a true freshman because technically the half wasn't a start. He came in and uh, relieved uh, Spencer Rattler against uh, Texas. And what did he do with his first time he touched the ball? Oh, he just broke a 66-yard touchdown run on, the, on his first touch of the game. I mean, that's just a special start to a special story, you know? So anyways, in those eight and a half starts, he had uh, – 1,912 passing yards. He had a 21 TD to four pick ratio for 64.5% completion percentage. Then he added 442 rushing yards with six more scores. Now let's break this down. This kid was a true freshman who put up those kind of efficiency numbers, like just less than a year removed from high school. The kid graduated high school maybe five months before he did that. Can I do math right? Yeah, about five months before he did that. That's insane, dude. Now, on top of that, Spencer Radcliffe at the time, he was Vegas' favorite to win the Heisman that year. So it's not like he replaced a scrub. He replaced a guy that people are looking at it being a top 10 pick in the NFL draft. Has Radcliffe lived up to that? No. But at the time, that's who he was seen as. So Caleb Williams replaced a big-time player and played like a big-time player as a true freshman. You don't see that often in a QB. So what does he do as a sophomore? He goes to a new school. 
He's like, maybe a little bit of a difficulty with the transition, even though it's the same coach. Nope. He just gets better. 4,537 passing yards, 42 TDs with only five picks. He improves to 66.6 completion percentage, and then he rushes for 382 yards in 10 TDs. Wins every word you possibly can, including the Heisman, and he looks like an absolute lock for the first pick overall. So, what's his strength? Well, first off, he's the best prospect I've seen since Andrew Luck. I'm going to go out and say it at that point. And I don't think it's something that you haven't started elsewhere. I'm absolutely in that camp. This is a generational talent. It's a word that we throw around way too much, but Caleb Williams absolutely is that. He's the best QB prospect we've seen in a long time. Uh, he's got an absolute laser cannon arm, powerful, accurate, and he gets the ball there fast on a rope. Uh, he's special at extending plays and improvising and throwing the balls at different angles. Uh, he can throw from his left or, or moving to his right. That's really difficult for a lot of quarterbacks, but he can do it from both sides. Um, extremely athletic and dangerous with his legs, but he wants to stay in the pocket and he want to makes he wants to make the play develop. We know from a fantasy standpoint that rushing QBs offer a lot of floor, but guys that want to produce by staying in the pocket and getting downfield, those guys are going to be better quarterbacks because they're going to get the most out of their offense. Because if you could throw, if you could work a play and throw it 30 yards for scrambling for eight, nine, that's a better play, you know? And that's also going to be able to make your offense more diverse. And it's also going to open up better running lanes for him when he does use his legs. So, Patient, 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 heady, heady, heady player. So intelligent intuition, absolutely overshadowed by his physical gifts. This kid is the complete package. So there really isn't any glowing weaknesses with this kid's game. It's kind of short at 6'1", but that's not really that short for me. So he might struggle a little bit over those like short, intermediate middle, middle throws, but I, I'm not worried about that. Um Maybe he could be a little faster, but still, he's pretty damn fast. See, like, I, you really have to nitpick with this guy to find a weakness, so, oh, find a weakness, and that's a good thing. So, all right, let's get into the rankings. Let's break them down. So, his campus ranking number one campus player overall, number one QB, absolute lock for first overall in 2024 in the NFL draft. For me, in my tiers, he's in tier one, totally by himself. Nobody's touching him. Marvin Harrison Jr. is in tier two by himself. He is not in the same tier as Caleb for me. They're just two different levels for that, particularly if you're talking about Superflex with a QB. Totally different levels for me. Uh, my tier, that should say my tier three, is actually five to six different players. Because like I said, Marvin Harrison's in my tier two by himself. All right. Now, let's just talk about the campus of Canton ranking, which I would also kind of been labeling my Dynasty Now rankings for my campus players. Like, where do they line up with Dynasty players uh, over in the Canton side? So, he's my number 10 player overall and my QB8. So, the only non-QBs I have over him are Jefferson and Chase, you know? So, unbelievable talent. Like, already there, you know? So, like I said, I have Chase over him. Chase is my number nine player. Bijan's my number 11 player in those rankings. So you're looking at, like, I'm putting him ahead of Bijan uh, Robinson. And I actually put up a poll about this, and people are putting Caleb over Bijan. And remember what people were saying about Bijan. So 
if you don't play C2C necessarily, and for some reason you're listening to this, which is actually not a bad idea because it's good for like a rookie preview, 2024 early picks. The KO Sweet Stakes is a sweet time to try to get in. And if you don't hit, Harrison, May, Bowers, it's loaded with talent. So if you don't hit on the first, that top six, seven pick is going to be a stud. So who do I have more for QBs? I have him over Dak Prescott. I have him over Trevor Lawrence. And he's very close with Fields and LJAX. So to me, like, this kid is an elite player right now. All right. So let's do some trade equivalents for comps, all right? So from the buying high for a player equivalent in terms of trade value, so this isn't like I'm not comparing that he plays like this guy. This is his trade equivalents, like the value of the trade. If you're buying high on him, that's a Justin Fields kind of value. If you're buying low on him, that beat the Sean Watson. If you're finding somebody giving him value that you would similarly see in the Sean Watson, that's a freaking Christmas gift because that shouldn't be happening. But it could be because people sometimes are a little gun shy about the fact that they got to wait for that production, you know? So th- I, those are two big time names in the terms of QBs for Canton. So he's right in that class. And we have to be able to respect that level of talent. So when you have that kind of level of talent, you're not going to buy low on this guy. You're going to buy high. You're going to have to give a significant offer. But luckily, I have some tips for that. And I have multiple trades to break down for him, including a few of my own. So my first acquisition for Caleb Williams, I acquired the 101 in a campus pickup in a stardom. Clear, we know who I'm taking. I also received the 701, and I also received the 2024th eighth round like supplemental pick for the campus draft. I gave up my 106 in the startup, my 207 in the startup, and my first in the supplemental draft for 2024, which, let's be honest, it's going to be the last pick in the draft. I'm about to win that league. So I think that I got a steal here because I didn't give up any NFL talent and I gave up pieces that in that second round, you're probably looking at a Debbie guy that might be like a late first, early second, kind of rookie value. And that 106 is still going to be a stud. But Caleb Williams is a whole other level of player. So I am thrilled with that package to land who what I think is a generational talent. And um, that's a strong offer. Like, that, like I put that offer on the table. Uh, there was no counter. He just he thought about it for a couple of days. I I didn't really push him because I was also kind of like, dude, I get it. That's th- that's giving up a lot. So he did it, and I think that was a great trade for me. But he also got a great package back, so it's not like he got screwed. I just really liked what I got out of that in terms of value. So on my second trade, this is a big boy trade. Okay, so I acquired Kale Williams, Chris Olave, Jameer Gibbs. Michael Penix and Jalen McKillen for Josh Allen. Oh, excuse me. I gave up Josh Allen, Stefan Diggs, Debo Samuel, Cordis Rourke, and Garrett Schrader. So I gave him replaceable campus pieces with two good campus QBs. I gave him an NFL dream stack. I gave him the number two. Let's remember, I moved Josh Allen in this trade, right? 
So I moved down from Josh Allen to Caleb Williams. That's that's quite a that that's a leap. That's still a leap. But when I get off of Stefan Diggs and Debo Samuels and I come back with Gibbs and Olave, then you add in that I have like a stack on the campus side with Penix and McKinlan, McKinlan, and then I add in like Caleb Williams. Like I'm immediately a campus favorite. I just added significant pieces for the future for my for my Canton side. Like this was a great, great trade for me. But the guy on this other side, he still has campus pieces that he can go and use as starters. And I just gave him three pieces to make him a sure contender in that Canton side. So this is the kind of trade. This is a big boy trade, man. Like, and this is with Andrew, who I know is not going to mind that I use his name. But um, Andrew was um, the commissioner for my first D2C league, and now this is for my league. And he just said that was such a strong offer, and it was crazy he was even considering it. So you have to make big offers to get big pieces. And this is an example of a good piece. So moving down from Josh Allen to Caleb Williams, what did I do? I found those other pieces that I really like, like an Olave and a Gibbs, and then those other campus pieces that might not have as high of the Debbie value, but from the campus side for production, they're going to be fantastic. And they do offer some upside for the NFL draft. So I love this trade for me. And I think that he makes out great in terms of his, like, you know, I mean, he landed Josh Allen, dude, you can play with like Josh Allen for like 10 years. Like Caleb Williams still hasn't played an NFL game. So this is it's a great trade. This the trade was a lot of fun for me. All right. So my last acquisition for uh, Caleb was I got Caleb and Ben Sinat, who's I like Ben Sinat. He's a tight end at um, Kansas State, had a huge finish once uh, Howard became the QB there. So that is a really nice sweeper tight end pick for a starter for your campus side. So that for me is you're going to see why I really wanted him because I feel like he's a good uh, later option for your campus as a tight end starter. So I give up Drew Allard, who is hyped beyond belief on the campus side. Like he's at the end of the first round as, as a pick right now. And he hasn't even started a game in college yet. So I'm absolutely using that potential and that hype to get myself some Caleb Williams, but it's not the only thing I move. I move Javante Sanders, who I is actually one of my favorite trade targets right now. Cause you're looking at him as a first round draft pick next year. And people aren't treating like treating like that is at ADP and uh, startups. So I knew he was a nice piece to give back. And this is a manager who understands that player. Uh, Roderick Robinson, big, big, big running back at Georgia that just turns out pros Hit 23 miles per hour at 220 as a running back in high school. Whoa, just just beast. But again, potential, potential unproven pieces. And I'll throw you my first as a supplement for next year in 2024. But this is what it took for me to get Caleb Williams. I'm not mad about it. But these are the kind of packages that you put together. And we had some counters of some counters back and forth. And I had to sweeten that deal. It wasn't this wasn't the first offer and accept. So this is the kind of package you need to put together to be able to go get a Caleb Williams. So it is doable. But the biggest thing that was important in all of these deals was dialogue. They all were dialogue driven deals where I'm having these talks with people. I'm not being disrespectful. I'm being patient. I'm not badgering. You know, I'm not acting all hungry about it, you know, because 
when you're making a big move, like it, it, it's stressful and there's anxiety involved in it. So I'm trying to practice that patience while building a dialogue with my fellow manager and trying to figure out how we both improve for ourselves. So I, I love the process for all three of these trades. So it, it'd be ridiculous for us just to use how I acquire Cable Williams as a way to get Cable Williams. So I was kind enough to be able to get some other trades from some other great managers through the Twittersphere. So, oh, I did have a poll though. So for my trade where I gave up Allard, Sanders, Robinson, and the supplemental first, I asked whether people thought it was an, a reach, an overpay, an underpay, which would be a steal, or a push, which would be even. And 51% uh, thought that I underpaid, while 34% thought it was a push, and 15% thought it was an overpay. So you can kind of see where people are valuing Caleb on there, but you're actually getting a pretty decent sample for all, all three um, on all three choices. So to me, I feel like there's some deviation in there where we can kind of kick some tires and see who in your league owns Caleb Williams and like what they believe and like what they would move for him. So Caleb Williams should be able to fit in your building some sort of way. So I absolutely think it's in C2C. This is one of the most fun reasons to play C2C is go out and try to figure out how you can acquire this guy. And if you don't, I mean, it's hard, but we're, this is why we're doing this. Let's see how we can go about a realistic way of getting this guy. All right. So my first trade that I got was from Austin and Alfred over at campus to Canton. If you're listening to this podcast or watching this stream, I mean, you obviously know who these guys are at campus to Canton. So this was a trade that was made in 2021 before he took the job from Rattler. So Austin acquired Caleb Williams, J.K. Dobbins, Armstrong, and Deion uh, Smith. And Alpha required Lamar Jackson, Antonio Brown, J.D. McKissick, and LB, who is a kid I liked. Uh, Western Michigan, I think, is where he was out of. Oh, it's been a minute. So he ended up not being anything. So let's think about this. The only other major piece in this deal besides the QBs is Dobbins. So I think that Austin getting Dobbins pushes this trade to Austin's side. I think that that's the winner per se. But I would say that Caleb and Jax are so close to me. If you're if Alfred's in, sitting in a position where he's a QB away from really pushing himself like a, a QB one pushing himself over the edge to be in the contender in the Canton side. This is a fantastic trade for him. Like, absolutely. And then Kale Williams at this time, we didn't know what Kale Williams could be. So Austin looks like a genius before he even comes out. So this is, this is a great trade. So I don't really think anyone took an L on this, but um, I would like to know, I actually should follow up. I want to know if Alfred won a title once he made this move on the Canton side. Um, but yeah, no, I think this is a really interesting trade, but there you go to get Caleb Williams before he's even the starter. Austin had to move Lamar Jackson. So guys that were ahead of the game with, uh, than we are typically, uh, already knew what this guy could have been and what it would take to get him. All right. Trade two Nelly over at, uh, Debbie marketplace. He shimmy, shimmied his way to Caleb baby. So he acquired Caleb and he gave up Junkins, Ty Simpson. And the supplemental 108. So I feel like this trade was an absolute freaking steal. So 
yes. Uh, Junkins is truly does something amazing and special for a true freshman. Leading the SEC as a true freshman with Zach Evans on your team. It's crazy, you know? But we're talking about a generational franchise quarterback, you know? Instead of a guy that just busted out into the scene, like, we don't know what Junkins could be at the next level yet. You know, like everyone, he's a little bit of an enigma and like what people think what he's going to be. Um, I think we need another year of Junkins for people to like really be more firm on him. Uh, for the record, Junkins is in my top 10, no, no doubt in C2C. But Ty Simpson might not even start at Alabama this year. Um, and then supplemental 108, I, if a supplemental pick and like a first round supplemental pick is going to be the difference between getting generational talent or not, I'll give it to you all day. You know, so he moves one proven piece that's a significantly lower level for, you know, an out a potential starting Alabama quarterback who's got a lot of competition in front of him and then a supplemental 108. So now he crushed this trade and it's not surprising, but it again, he gave up really good pieces to make this happen. So this is a deal that on paper I think looks a lot more even than I think it's going to look by in the future. So great, great move by a great, great mind in the, in the space. All right. Sean Conley robbed somebody like we should report this. Um, he acquired Caleb Williams and Brock Bowers for Trevor Lawrence. And this feels straight up disrespectful to Brock Bowers. Cause I feel like Caleb for Trevor is a fair deal up straight up. Straight up, that's a fair deal. So it feels like a free Brock Bowers to me. So Sean got two of the best prospects in the last decade. And just well done, sir. Like, I, I'm proud of you. Great, great moves, man. You know? Um, but also, like, just on a piece on that, I'm not listening to this whole thing about Brock Bowers and signing anyways. The guy has been so versatile, running the ball, catching the ball, Getting separation, this kid is going to be a good, very good NFL player, if not a great NFL player. Like, I get it. Like, he's a little light, but he's going to be able to play in the slot. He could play on the outside. He can line up on the line. The kid's going to be able to just be a versatile beast at the next level. So there's always going to be something that people want to nitpick. But look at the production for what this kid has done at Georgia as a true freshman, you know? So just, just enjoy great talent when it's in front of you, you know? So anyways, so the guy who got Trevor Lawrence, if this guy doesn't get a title last year or the next two years, this trade's a loss for him. Trade's an absolute loss for him. So great move by Sean. All right. So what is it going to take to acquire Caleb Williams? We already saw some of the things that we saw. We saw elite QBs, your Lawrences, your Jacksons. You saw uh, other significant uh, pieces like Allard, Sanders, Junkins, first-round supplementals. Those are all typical things that we're seeing going through this. So he's definitely worth at least three future firsts. So elite prof profile requires elite capital. Um, I think Drake May plus a second would be a smash success for me because I think Drake May, people, there's even people in a camp that have Drake May over Caleb Williams. I would love to know who those people are and have a conversation with them. I think it's just 
kind of being contrarian. I, I would love to see what makes him different. Um, Pretty much any elite asset plus a second. You know, Marvin Harrison Jr. That actually might even go for some people straight up. I wouldn't do it, but some people are that high on Marvin Harrison Jr. Uh, Singleton. Uh, Travion Henderson plus a second. That might not get the deal done, but it's a good base to be able to go into a counter where you might not have to go to a first, and I don't know if I'd go to a first with those pieces there. Maybe I would. I don't know. It, I've had to, it, that's roster construction uh, bill for me. But that's a great, serious offer to start a conversation, to start a counter, you know? And if somebody doesn't like it, be like, so like, so like what did you think was a little light? Like, 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 what would you want instead? You know, ask questions, follow up with them, you know, get a dialogue going. Because say to him, like, I thought there's a strong offer. Like, you know, like, what would have made it different for you? All right. So let's get on the campus side. I mean, the Canton side. So Steels would be moving Kyler Murray or, or Dak for Prescott. I don't understand why anyone would take Kyler Murray for him. I don't know why I use him as an example when he's hurt. Um, I would say Deshaun Watson or Dak would be Steels in that regard. Um, KO plus a little, plus a little more. Uh, you're looking at. Trevor Lawrence, Lamar Jackson, um, Justin Fields. So you're looking at freshman or draft capitals with Caleb to move one of those top six to eight QBs. All right, that's it. So uh, I want to thank everybody for watching or listening, depending on whether you're doing the stream or if you're on the pod. Uh, you can follow me at FF underscore Banterman over on Twitter. Uh, you can follow the show at C2C Trade Portal. Um, so the next time on the show, I don't know. I'm not sure yet. Um, this was something that I was going to record. I want to make sure I re-recorded it. I definitely have another Elite QB episode coming out. And I actually did just go on Twitter and I asked everybody, hey, who do you guys want to know about uh, from a trading profile? Like, who are the players that you're curious about? Is it Junkins? Is it Singletary? Is it Anderson? Um, is it Bowers? Is it somebody a little bit like, more middle of the like higher middle, like a, like a Troy Franklin. Let me know who you wanted me to talk about. And I will happily dig into that. So um, yeah, I mean, I'm having a blast with this and uh, my DMS are always open. I uh, love to break down rosters, love to break down trades, just love to meet people. So hope to hear from you. Happy trading everybody.